Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. I am Dino Ray Ramos, and I'm sitting next to Amanda Indiska. Birthday girl. Thank you. (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) I'm Um, just kidding. But uh, this week we have a really fun guest, um, Stephen Yun, who is known for The Walking Dead, but he's been in so many awesome movies like Okja. Sorry to bother you. And most recently, out this week is Burning, which is his first Korean speaking. Yeah, role. yeah. It's it's a it was a it played at TIFF. Yeah, it was at yeah, TIFF. It yeah, it played at TIFF, and it, it, I think they've officially announced it as the entry Oscar entry. Yeah, for Korea. For, yeah, for Korea. For, for South Korea. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's a definitely a different take than what we've seen him before. Mm. I mean, I I've loved him since The Walking Dead. Mm. Um, still sad that Glenn isn't. I mean, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> but it's been a while. If you haven't watched it in know. two years, yeah, yeah. Glenn is no more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he was he, a great. Yeah. He ha- he's, he's he's so thoughtful. He hit us with some knowledge. <laughs> like we talked, we had a lot of. Like commonalities when it came to like being a first generation in this country, going back to your your original country or your parents' original country, yeah, the motherland. Um, yeah, the motherland. Um, a lot of commonality in that. It was really interesting how we both like kind of had like the same perspective. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, this episode. If this is your first time listening, we had some technical difficulties because we were recording a different spot. Um, so the audio may be a little bit off, right, David? <laughs> yeah. Well, to be for my, yeah. to my defense, I was not here for yeah. this. Was oh, like no, we, had a, first, we had a substitute. Yeah. This was like maybe the first New Hollywood podcast that I missed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the other video producer, he did the best that he could, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. there's just a lack of equipment. And so there's a little bit of an echo and one of the voices might drift. But honestly, <laughs> I was listening to it and enjoying it, guys. Yeah, it's so fine. it's definitely, it's listenable. I just don't want, if you're listening to this for the first time, mm-hmm. to think like this yeah. is how it always is. No, yeah, and then we were, yeah, like I said, we were in a different space and it, it, it was like... Yeah, I mean, we're not blaming anyone. It's just stuff happens, yeah, guys. Andrew tech- Merrill. <laughs> that's whose fault it is. No, <laughs> it's It's technology. It's, yeah. it's unreliable. Yeah, like, yeah. so. But, but anyways, yeah, yeah, still take a listen. Yeah. Steven, like I said, drops a lot of wisdom. He's a great, a great person. Yeah, um, and yeah. so talented. And, and we're, very, like, looking forward for... He didn't give us what he was up to next, but he has some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> so here is Steven. Yeah. Well, Stephen Yun, yes. thank you for joining us here on, on the New Hollywood Podcast at Deadline. Thank you Thanks very much. Um, so we usually get started by with your origin story. Okay. So we go back to the very beginning. Not mm-hmm. really back to the yeah. very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know where you were born. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what you hospital? Were, yeah, you, yeah, you were <laughs> born in Korea, Korea yeah. and then you moved to Canada, mm-hmm. and then you moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, and you moved fairly young, but how was that for you? You were kind of a an immigrant twice in a way like sure yeah. yeah and how did kind of like when did you move from you moved like what like you were like four or something? four or five and then when did you move from Canada to the States and how just kind of was like the culture shift for you um, I will say I probably noticed very little uh, about the shift from Canada to the US because mm-hmm. uh, you know white people's to me look <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but then um, when I came down, I do, in my older age, I do realize how traumatic uh, immigration was mm. in hindsight. I don't know if I can pin it on specific moments. I will say there was one moment where in Canada, in kindergarten, they dragged me into school every day for about 
half a year, mm. like kicking and screaming. Oh, really? Yeah, and like they put me in the corner and then they just gave me some Play-Doh to play with. That's mm-hmm. like a vivid memory that I have. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad has a story where he's like, the first English words you said to us was, you asked us what don't cry means. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. And so like, that's deep. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that like it becomes part of just like a narrative you tell yourself mm-hmm. when you're in your teens and your 20s. And then you like get to like see your kid mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, that must have been scary as shit. Yeah. And I didn't even put that together until now and I'm still kind of like unpacking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Like I was just like, you know, you don't, you don't know the language mm-hmm. and then it's like you're and starting school you were young like starting mm-hmm. school is scary in and of itself and then you go to a school where you don't really speak the language like that that should that does sound like it be yeah like, out of nowhere like, too yeah like, to have a thriving ecosystem where you feel safe enough in korea to like walk down the street and just go hang out at the arcade mm-hmm. at four or like just you know i have stories in korea where i would take my dad's shoes and sell it to the local candy man in exchange for candy like i felt Mm. that free there Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then you go and all of a sudden your parents probably didn't tell you because they back in that generation they didn't think kids were like humans yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) they were like oh you're a kid you don't know but it's like they know everything exactly and um you know you want they probably didn't tell me, got on a plane, landed somewhere, and then we just were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, we're guess and we're not like, going yeah, back. Like, yeah, like, what the hell? That's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, like, starting to, like, unpack the trauma of it because <laughs> yeah. um, I do realize, like, growing up, I have a lot of, like, irrational fears that mm-hmm. I couldn't really... I didn't know where they came from, but now I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, it's probably from being yeah. totally scared. Oh, wow. My God. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I, was like, I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah, right off the jump. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. So then how was it... So I know you went to school um, for... You, you didn't go to school for acting. You went. Mm-hmm. You, you got a, a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, so but was something... Like, was performing like an outlet for you, or was that something you kind of picked up later on in life, or how um, did that kind of come about? Well, performing always kind of, I think, was a natural draw for me okay. at, at a young age. Um, according to the stories that my parents have told me and the little bits I remember, I'm definitely uh, dramatic, <laughs> and I'm definitely uh, attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully less more less so these days, but... Um, you know, I had that performance bug early. Mm. Uh, my parents would tell me that, you know, I would remember the Lord's Prayer when I was like three mm-hmm. and just like get up on stage anywhere I could and like just say just it. Just recite the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, just like do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think the Apostles' Creed and stuff like that. Oh, wow. uh, because this was around the time when Korea was like super heavy into Christianity. Mm-hmm. And my parents were shifting to Christianity. And mm-hmm. so like all that stuff was like, boom. Um, but then you get to grow up and, you know, I did church praise band. Every moment that I could get where it felt like a natural way to express myself, I, I took the chance. Mm-hmm. And then in college, um, when I saw the improv group uh, at my school, I was like, whoa, I want to do that. And um, acting became a place where I felt actually more comfortable Hmm. than being myself. And that's part of the unpacking that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all a process. And your parents were supportive. I know they, they, they wanted you to go a different route, but, well, I read that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think they were bending to the societal pressures mm-hmm. of just being an immigrant yeah. and being completely terrified for your child. Mm-hmm. And also, like, also to the societal pressures of, like, collectivist baggage where it's, like, everybody has to be 
a specific way or prestige is only brought on by these types yeah. of things. Yeah. And um, so, you know, they worried a lot, but uh, I think what they did know was that I had a very strong ego when I was young, mm-hmm. or still, uh, and they, were, they knew over time that they couldn't stop me. So they just kind of like, <laughs> like well, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> are you are you no, you're not are you an only child? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are I'm you younger brother? Uh, is is he into is he a performer too? No, but he has that in him. Okay. And um, it's interesting to see that blossom in him lately mm-hmm. because he took the safe route because I went like the crazy route. Yeah. yeah. Um, and kind of when I look back at him and I look at him, I actually think he might be better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very familiar narrative with like right? the first generation yeah. Yeah, coming here and like having to like, you know, your parents want, you come here for a reason. You mm-hmm. want to you yeah, attain that, that American dream. Yeah. But I think that kind of, um, that's that narrative, especially with immigrant parents where they want you to, it's like the, the, the trifecta of doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. engineer. Mm-hmm. I think that narrative is slowly going away I with think so it. Too. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of the younger generation. <laughs> for sure. right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, they didn't have know. to struggle. Yeah, they didn't have to fight against yeah. the parents saying, what's plan B? Well, yeah. you know what was really cool was I spoke to this gentleman named K.W. Lee. I don't know if you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. but he's the first Asian American journalist to write for a major. American publication oh, really? in its history uh-huh. and he's like 90 something and I got mm-hmm. to talk with him um, and he was incredible but this one thing that he said to me that lasts till this day is he goes don't forget second generation sacrifices too oh, wow. and I was mm-hmm. like whoa like, yeah. you know because you're told this narrative of like your parents sacrificed all this stuff for you and you are intended to be this you know um, evolution of your parents, which you are, and mm-hmm. by, na- by naturally, but don't don't get you know don't yeah. get twisted. Yeah, don't get twisted. <laughs> right, you're supposed no, right. to. You're you're part of the sacrifice as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. And hopefully, my kids will have the freedom to self-actualize yeah. to a place where they're yeah. just kind of free to be themselves. Yeah. No. That's yeah. That's like that's that's what I say. I think we were talking to somebody, and we were like, yeah, it's, you you want things to be better for the next generation, mm. but you still like you know. But what about me still? Yeah. Like, like, mm. But we still want to look out for ourselves. But yeah. For sure. But yeah. Yeah. The kids are the future. The kids yeah. are. <laughs> are the future. Kids are the future. was right. Yeah, she was. Yes, she knew what she was talking about. Um, um, so, shifting to Burning, yeah. your upcoming movie. Um, it's it's your 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 first Korean speaking role, mm-hmm. correct? Um, and you mentioned in like previous interviews, do you, where are you fluent in Korean or um, conversational? I'm like, yeah, conversational. Yeah. My uh-huh. accent is pretty okay. Yeah. Um, and so I had a okay framework to build off of. Okay. Yeah, uh, but when you were doing this movie and you know being from Korea and, and immigrating to North America, did you feel kind of this pressure in, in this movie to do your culture proud? Especially with like a heavy film mm. with like high profile, mm. you know, actors from Korea and like the source material. It's like all around this yeah. prestige project. Yeah. Like, did you feel like, okay, I have to, you know, just do Korea proud because this is for the culture kind of thing? Um, you know, at this time that this thing came around, I was kind of in this weird space where I was really exploring myself. Mm-hmm. And so. I luckily didn't feel the pressure of the culture on me. Mm. Um, Mostly because the pressure of the culture is not interested in me. Like it doesn't actually put any pressure on me. I only put it on it 
myself yeah, yeah. in the sense that you go to Korea, they don't care about me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, they have their own stars that are massive that mm-hmm. they're just like, we, you know, we don't need you, per <laughs> se. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's not to say that they're not proud to have a Korean be Korean-American and do stuff yeah. out here, but it's just to say, like, they got their own stuff going on, and really the pressure I would put on the culture would only be as a representative to America, oh. for America, yeah, from that see, culture. Because yeah. within it, they're like, we got a gangload of yeah. people here. Yeah. Um, so luckily I didn't feel that pressure. Yeah. Um, but also I was just kind of swept in by the whole project of itself. Like mm-hmm. it, um, To get the blessing of director Lee, who I see as one of the greatest filmmakers yeah. existing today, um, for him to be like, you're the person for this role after talking with you for three days, mm-hmm. then you're like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It looks like yeah. I'm the person for this yeah. role. Yeah. Um, you're not overthinking it. I, I remember beforehand, I did put in my head, I was like, you know, be prepared to say no to Director Lee mm. if he's asking you to do, to do a thing that maybe you think you can't deliver on, which I should just eliminate from my vocabulary yeah. anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that fear was there. Yeah. Um, and then after talking with him about it, I saw that he wasn't looking to cast someone offbeat on purpose to, mm. or like someone from America to like drum up news or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just looking for this character and he found it in my uh my interpretation of it mm-hmm. as we talked and yeah. he was like that's the one mm-hmm. and so then when you get the blessing of a very wise man like that you're kind of like all right let's yeah. do it yeah. but in hindsight it's terrifying to think of what i said yes to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it, it did well at can and, and yeah it's it's, it's it's like this it's an emotional roller coaster. Like <laughs> Have you guys both seen it? Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like just the, the final moments of the film, especially. Mm. I, mean, I don't want to give anything away. Sure. Of course not. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of your presence in the film. I get what Lee was saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you you look like a disruptor when you come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I guess yeah. there's like, you know, he talked about it of like... Or you feel like it, not me. You know, right, right, right. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about the familiarity of my face at that point. Yeah. And then also just the encoding of the Americanness in my body mm-hmm. that we didn't actively search to shed, mm-hmm. but instead we used that and juxtaposed that with like speaking perfect Korean and having this character speak as if he is just a native Korean, mm. that inherently creates this weird dissonance where you're like, I know that guy and I know that he's not from here mm. and he's speaking in a way that sounds very normal to hear, but why does he weird me out because of it? Like, mm. why is there yeah. this strange, I don't yeah. know who you are about him? Mm-hmm. And it's strange because it transcends culture too. Mm. Like, you feel strange about the guy, even if you're not Korean watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if you're American, you're like, this is weird yeah. um, has, has it been released in korea and mm-hmm. how, yeah, how, yeah how has the kind of how has the reception been there um i think the reception has been pretty good mm-hmm. uh i will say this film was never intended for every audience mm-hmm. um, it wasn't supposed to be a mainstream success mm-hmm. um but i think of the people that do watch it yeah they really they really get moved by it yeah. um mm-hmm. and it's director you know lee chang dong yeah, who yeah. Excuse me, he's always been kind of put, he always put a mirror up to the society. Mm-hmm. So people love him and hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Have you ever felt like, or do you ever have moments where you like, you don't feel like, you know, being um, Korean American, do you ever feel like you have to be more American in this instance and, or more Korean? Or right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like code switching. Yeah, like yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah. I've actually, over time, um, gotten to a place where, and I don't know, obviously I'm, we're always changing, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, at this moment I feel less inclined to code switch. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to try to be me in all situations. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I do remember when I first went to Korea, I was kind of approaching it from a very American way, a Korean-American way, where uh, we're taught, you know, there's two versions of how you can speak, which is like to those that are of your age and lower, mm -hmm. you speak just naturally with also an air of kind of like, I'm older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then if they're older than you, you have a whole nother way of speech. Yeah. And so uh, that, I would do that to the director at first and I'd be like, hello and like overly apologetic like mm -hmm. making sure that I'm not offending anybody and doing it that way not because I'm so removed from Korea but rather that's how my 1980s trapped parents taught me yeah. how I'm supposed to be to my elders mm -hmm. but then you go to the motherland and nobody's really doing that yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah, you yeah. taught you were taught this old system and like they're working on 2018 mm -hmm. we're on 88 yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um, I would do that and then people would be like relax like yeah, yeah. you can use the words yeah. because that's respectful but like you don't have to like bend your body to it yeah, yeah. yeah and then over time when I was there I found myself finding a little bit of ease with it having shorthand speaking mm -hmm. a little normal vernacular with people and just being like yo what's up like that's how yeah. I talk yeah. like I do here yeah um, so I, I I learned how to do that mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't come without its own weirdness yeah like, yeah. yeah and I think it's like I don't know when you go to Nigeria yeah I'm still yeah. learning like we we I mean people we get called because Yankee is like the term for mm. Americans, and they're like, "Oh, you guys are from Yankee," but it's like we don't. We grew up. Me and my siblings grew up here, so we don't blend. Like we're not from there. We don't speak. We don't have the accent. We don't speak the language. I mean, mm -hmm. I can understand a little bit, but it's just it's so different because I, I, I when you go there, you try so hard to fit in. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like I said, I'm still. I've been. I go. I, I go there every. I've been going there every year for the past six years, and still I'm having. You know, there's yeah. still issues with trying to fit in and and not not come off too American, but also like you know, respecting respecting the culture, the culture yeah. and because so, you know, like you said, exactly like we're in night 2018, they're still in the the 80s, yeah, you know, yeah, still yeah, still yeah, over yeah. there. Um, so well, actually, it's flipped in Korea. Oh, meaning oh, like, like they're they're a little bit oh, they're more of Oh, oh for okay. Koreans here. Oh, oh okay, okay. Meaning okay. like you go to LA, Koreatown, and. Korean people that come over and look at that, they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh. Oh. the like, 80s called, they yeah. want their yeah. Korean yeah. LA, Koreatown is 90s Korea. Okay. Oh my God, oh, that's wow. so good to know. And whereas 2018, yeah. they're like, yo, we're like past y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, well, yeah, it's definitely flipped in our in my sense, but yeah. Mm, um, so yeah, it's still, yeah, well, it's still hard to kind of like reconcile. Yeah, that. well, it's like with me, with the Philippines, I'm actually, kind of, I'm, I'm planning a trip there. I haven't been there in forever. Mm -hmm. Like my family goes there like every year, but I just haven't gotten to chance and I haven't been there maybe in like 15 or 16 years mm. maybe even longer than Ooh, that it's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah so it's like I'm nervous yeah and then like because my, 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 my family is in the province so mm. that's like one thing because a lot of people see the Philippines they're like oh Manila that's the Philippines right, right, like oh right. no there's like these tons of other provinces out there so it's like I'm like really hoping this will be like a good pilgrimage for me like next year just to kind of 
reconnect with like my roots. Yeah. yeah, I found it interesting. Like, um, and obviously these aren't analogous, but um, you know, every time I go back to Korea, I find human there. Mm. I find more humanness there. Oh. I think when I first used to go back as now a fully indoctrinated American would go back in like eighth grade and up, mm. you go back and you go, oh, Korea's like this. Mm. This is Korea. And you have these judgments about the things you see. Because, you know, I'd see my family who are more from the countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, like they're, you know, we got advanced tech over yeah. here. They don't got it over yeah. here. And then you slowly go and the nation rises and you go and you get older and then you, you get more understanding of what it means to be a human being. Yeah. And you realize that you had it completely backwards, yeah. that actually they were more free than you ever were, um, that you've actually been placating and playing to an idea of who you're supposed to be out yeah. here. Yeah. And over there, they've just been chilling, living human lives. Yeah. And so you go back there and it, the key is, you know, I used to go back there in my late teens and early 20s and only hang out with other Yankees mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. what we call kyupos. Mm -hmm. um, and you're in your Korean American bubble where you're living, you're free to go everywhere because you look like the people yeah. and then you're also talking in your own language and also you feel like cool because you don't have to like submit to the collectivist structure of that country. Instead, you're just this free American living there mm -hmm. where no one's judging you really. Oh yeah. Um, and then you can comment on the culture to be like, I don't like how the culture does this. And yeah, it's like, exactly. well, you don't know shit. <laughs> and so you go there and you do that. And then over time you go, maybe let's see what it, it's like to not be with Korean Americans yeah. and just be with Koreans and oh, not yeah. your family, but like, but like other Koreans that you like don't locals. know. Yeah, locals yeah. that you don't know. Cause your family is a whole nother dynamic. Exactly. And so you do that and then you go, oh shit, like these people are like way more advanced than yep. me yep. because they don't have the oppression of this mold that they're only allowed to be mm -hmm. within. Mm -hmm. oh For them, they're, yeah. they're just eclectic. They're yeah. like, I'm this guy, exactly. I'm this guy, I'm this guy. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go, oh, I'm an Asian American Korean dude mm -hmm. and I'm this thing. And yeah. um, oh my God, that's, so, that's, that's such a good point. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very good, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that, that makes, that you're hitting the point, like on the, like that's exactly how I feel when I go there. Like yeah. I used to hate it when I was younger. Yeah. And now it's like, Yeah, when I, you're an adult, there's yeah, a different you, appreciation. You, you, exactly, yeah. you see it through different eyes and you see like, yeah, there are a lot more free than us like they literally are just living their lives and doing what they're doing and we're sitting here worried about this and that and the mm. third especially you know? like right now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, you go back and like you know you listen to those moments where like the black movement was like they would go back to Africa yeah. to feel that and people think that like they went back to Africa and like felt some innate weird power that's part of Africa and that might be the case but also is very simple to be like here's what it feels like to not be judged by the way you look exactly oh that's yeah. plain and simple exactly. and that is in power that you feel your humanness and you go cool like I don't have to be the version of an Asian person that you said I'm supposed to be yeah, oh, yeah. that I even believe now because I've just been trying to not bother people mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm you know I played violin growing up I didn't want to, mm -hmm. but I did it because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And then you justify all these actions that you do against your own will and you mm -hmm. go, it's because I'm Asian. And it's like, no, it's because you got pressured into doing bullshit that's yeah. not even yeah. for you. Um, yeah. Because people aren't playing violin in Korea. <laughs> right. You know I, mean? I know. We, we, that was the same thing us with piano. Um, piano is <laughs> one thing. It's like, yeah, I remember when I, I, I was like, oh, I want to play the drums. I got a lot of pushback from that. Yeah. And then like, you know, Eventually, pick, got a set and then never played it. <laughs> 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 
Um, so, Stephen, of course, we want to talk about Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little show. Yeah, you were a little on. show that you were on. <laughs> um, your character, uh, Glenn, I, I don't know if you agree or maybe not, but I feel like that your character basically, it was a milestone character for, I feel like, for Asian American yeah. actors. Whereas you were this hero, there was a bit of sex symbolness to you. It was just a different way of portraying the, the typical Asian or Asian American character mm -hmm. that you would see in American TV. I, I've heard that it's not the same um, overseas. But um, so for, for you, did you feel like you, your character throughout had this, did you, ever, did you ever feel that impact that your character had or did you? Um. Sure, I, you know, you would have conversations um, and people would say those things. I will say that um, I didn't really, I, I was cognizant of it, but I was also trying to like not put that pressure on myself mm -hmm. at the same time. Because I, I realized early on that when you do put that pressure on you, it consumes you and it ends up being its own trap where you're only judging who you are based on the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. So you're in some way like trapping yourself within what seems to be a free open thing mm -hmm. to celebrate who you are. Yeah. But really who you are is multitude of things. You're so many different things, you're everything. Mm -hmm. And this part of what you look like um, is good in that it should empower other people to see, feel that they can also do these things, mm -hmm. that they are not trapped by these things. Mm -hmm. But when you go really far in that direction, you end up trapping yourself in that discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I wasn't cognizant of it to that level to be like, well, I don't want to trap myself. Yeah, yeah. It was more like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it hard, like I'm going to yeah. do it badass as possible. Yeah. Just for me, and then whatever my face says about it, that's whatever it will do. Mm -hmm. um, as long as I don't try to, as long as I'm open to understanding like where we need to grow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I first started that show, they put me in short round clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I thought when I first saw <laughs> it. Yeah, dude, and yeah. like I remember being in the room as a frightened first job kid yeah, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then being like, yeah, these are fine. You know, because I didn't have the balls to say yeah, anything yeah. at that point. And then finally, like, you shed those pieces. You, you like, you go, oh, maybe I'll try something different. We already wore that, right? Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, we'll try something different. You just keep picking different things to get yourself out of there. Mm -hmm. Then you grow over the narrative. And I was lucky to have seven years of somebody saying, you can make all the mistakes you want. Just oh, keep cool. going. Yeah. And so that was really beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... I'm cognizant of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't reject it, but it's to say that um, I think the direction I want to go is, again, like more human. Yeah. 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 I think that's the goal with all the, these portrayals and like you changing like the narratives and changing the the way we um, we uh, the, uh, the perspective of other people is that that one day it's just a normal thing. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. It's just like, this yeah. is not like oh something different that we need to highlight. It's yeah. just something that. Yeah, and it's like happens. it's like when you pointed out that you. You were in short round clothes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I read the comics, like the the, the first mm -hmm. couple of comics, and he was dressed like that. Mm -hmm. But then, like, it kind of was part of the character mm -hmm. too, and like how you you became a man. <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
And then, like, people are still talking about it. I yeah. haven't watched since Glenn died. But, you know, it's it <laughs> like if you read the comics, you know, you kind of know what happened. But sure. still, yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, that was definitely a tragic day for us <laughs> in, in our house. Sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. It had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you have this impo improv background. And, and you haven't really done, like, a straight-up broad comedy mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. at, at least we don't know. But you mm -hmm. have very, you lean very much into genre films, like Okja. You have mm. uh, Sorry to Bother You. And, 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 uh, but how about how has your experience in improv informed your choices and projects? And how has it helped you with your craft, uh, as they say in Yeah, because they say improv is like the most <laughs> yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. If anything, do like an improv class. Yeah. Is that yeah. like always kind of in the back of your mind when you're performing? Um, I would say. I think yeah. I utilize those like specific tools early on in my career where, you know, you, you sometimes, uh, Lauren and I would go off uh, and just improvise the essence of that scene mm -hmm. and then bring it back to the words, mm -hmm. uh, which would help us a lot to get a lot of the subtext. Yeah. Um, but then I think what improv allowed me to do was, the most important thing that improv would actually allow me to do was be cooperative. Mm -hmm. Oh, good, yeah. Um, the it would, yes and? Yeah, yeah, that and like just the idea of ensemble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was raised through the Second City and mm -hmm. uh, IO system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those systems are really heavy on do what's best for the whole. Always do what's best for the whole. Mm -hmm. Say yes, accept, and then just build on other people's thing. Like mm -hmm. we would start every show right before in the back. And everybody does this in the improv community, but it's like, I got your back. Mm -hmm. And it's just this trust that you build. And I think what that helped me to do was feel like I was contributing to the whole thing, and also it, it eased people around me to you know we're in a we're in an industry where it's mostly about ego, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, not to say that I was egoless, uh, <laughs> very big ego, but um, you know you, it, with those types of tenants in mind, you tend to take yourself out of the equation, yeah. and that actually let me just fit myself into whatever thing I was a part of. And that's helped me invaluably mm -hmm. over the course of my career um, mm -hmm. in being able to just kind of put myself in these places where it's an ensemble, and I feel, I guess I'm not, I'm not threatening mm -hmm. in that way. Uh, I'm not talking about who's gonna get the coolest line here. Instead, it's like, how is this whole thing gonna look? Mm. Um, I think that's the most important part of yeah. the problem. And it like just not applies to like Hollywood, but in life, life. in general. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've taken what, like an improv class in San Francisco. I think we all have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I always say I'm I was bad terrible. At it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was say I was well, so like, bad I only at took it. one class. Yeah. And, like, you really can't tell after sure, one. Yeah. Like, sure. But when I had to do my recital at the end, I was like sweating so much, <laughs> and I'm all. Mm. Yeah. But it's interesting yeah. to see how people do their first class, which yeah. is their first class is usually like, quick, think of like the funniest exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. And you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. That's Whereas true. the course of the, the, the study, it really just teaches you like, just let go mm. and go with whatever the yeah. fuck is happening yeah. here. If there's dinosaurs, there's dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> if your hand is made of spaghetti, your hand is made yeah. of spaghetti. But the moment you fight that, your ego fights that, then it's like, oh, you just ruined this. Yeah. yeah. Now we're watching two people play in their own respective yeah. worlds and this is boring. 
But if you can build on this thing together, then it's like so amazing, so fun. That's yeah. a really good point. Um, and so you've done you did you did stand up or you, you've done stand up? No. It, didn't, I thought you I thought I thought you you said you watched his comedy. Oh no, I actually oh. saw you. Um, perform with Spontaneous Nation at Mar yeah. Margo. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It wasn't stand up. Oh, with, yeah, with, with Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it was like almost a year ago. It was like know. an interview, right? It was like. You oh, and then I did the improv. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Were in the monologues, and is that how you what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and then and then you participated in the. Improv oh, that's right. Thing. That's right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I sorry. I thought you said you mentioned it was stand up. No, no. I was no, gonna no, ask I you if you're gonna do more stand up. Yeah, Or like, would you do stand up? Yeah. Stand up is really scary. Yeah. No, I know it is. I would love to do. Stand up. Okay. I think I'm too. Um, Maybe this is the one thing. This is this is your bucket <laughs> this list. This is your yeah. <laughs> Look, I, you know what? I think I'm too. Uh, maybe real real, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm real, but I'm mm. just saying like the stuff I gravitate towards is not actually funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, shit, like, okay. Well, it works in improv, yeah, 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 it works yeah, in improv, yeah. but That's like in stand-up, people are like, yeah. I paid money to watch you yeah. talk about this, like, and you're like, well, no. thank you. Because yeah. usually an improviser can't be a good stand-up and vice versa. Or not, I don't want to say can't, but can't. like, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I don't know that I, rule yeah. per se. Um, I, I don't know about that rule. I just I know, know that for me, like, I get too heavy too quick. Just like I did about the trauma, People yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. cool, like I came here to laugh. But you well, just it's, really... it's kind of like that whole argument. What I mean, I don't know if you've watched Nanette or the, mm. the Hannah Gadsby. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's not stand up," mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Because she got heavy, mm. but it was also funny but mm -hmm. poignant." Yeah. It's like, yeah, who says anything is what? Yeah, yeah like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so maybe not stand up, but what, <laughs> but what else is next for you? Like, yeah. I know you have a couple of voice projects sure. that you have. Is there any any other film? Or um, well, anything you want to break? This is deadline. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I no. uh, you can't say it yet, but yeah, I I, I um. This year has been an interesting time. I think it was a reset year for mm -hmm. me of maybe people getting to know me in a different way, yeah. um, different works. Yeah. Uh, also, I had a lot with my own personal journey of just becoming an adult, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, having a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, so this year has been very reflective. Um, so we'll see what next year brings. Yeah. But so if you were, because like we mentioned before, you got a degree in psychology, and mm. I think it was like in, in neuros, like a consultation in neuroscience? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be shy. So, Dude, no, it doesn't, I, didn't, <laughs> like, I don't know anything. Yeah, I was gonna ask Turns this, out so the, I know nothing. <laughs> so the question was, if you weren't acting, would you, would you go into that field? I think so, actually. Okay. Um, my favorite class uh, was, uh, we had a class about consciousness, mm. and that was really fun. Um, but luckily, sometimes that kind of stuff like intertwines with what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, that's, a, that's cool. Um, so going back to the improv thing, comedy. If you were, if someone, a studio threw you a bunch of money to say, <laughs> "Hey, make a comedy project, do mm. whatever you want," mm. what would you want to make, and who would you work with? Oh my gosh, yeah. this is like <laughs> they would just like as much. If money. I had the answers to this, I'd be doing it right now. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, if I wanted to make the big, if I had all the money to make a movie, yeah. Um, I think I'd try to like 
do like a Monty Python. Oh, cool. Yes. And then just round up yes. like all my favorite peoples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know who I really love? I'm going to shout this out, but Detroiters needs to get. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Robinson, Sam Richardson, those dudes are some of the funniest oh, yeah, people. Yeah, um, there's actually this really strong contingent of Chicago uh, talent mm -hmm. that I was lucky enough to like watch on stage and also some of them came up with. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are getting their shine individually, but I'm really fascinated to see what it would be like if they got all the squad together to do something together. Oh, like a Voltron kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Vanessa Bayer and I oh, came weird. up at Second City around the same time. Um, uh, you know, Tim and Sam, and then there's Michael Bryan who mm -hmm. has AP Bio, there's Mary Sohn. Um, there's just Brad Morris. There's this huge collective of people that like all came over here and ended up doing their own things, but they're all Kanye. so <laughs> He could have been there. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> it was like a it. blur. Um, <laughs> right. Um, That's cool, though. That's yeah, that'd dope. be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with all the fandom that surrounds Walking Dead, can you tell us the craziest fan encounter that or you've one experienced? Of. Just one. Because I, I know you, were, you were in for a long time. So you went to a lot of cons and yeah, stuff. So I'm sure yeah. you had a lot of interesting run-ins. Um, you know, people are pretty civil. People are pretty oh, really? nice. I would say the weirdest one, mostly because I felt bad for that woman, was um, this woman saw me walking down an Atlanta street, maybe like a block away. And then she saw me and I recognized that she saw me and then recognized me. And then she started doing like a zombie impression. Oh. But she was still at least like 300 feet away. <laughs> so so she she, to, you had to wait till she yeah, got to Yeah, she like kept... <laughs> doing it until we finally met and then she's like oh my god i'm a big fan and i'm just like thanks but in her head you could see she's like oh my god i like committed to this and now i have to do this for like 300 more feet like this fucking sucks and then for her to like yeah. try to like diffuse it and act like it wasn't that her face is like bright red and i'm just like oh i'm sorry you felt you had to do that could have just said hello i know that is like one of those situations when you say goodbye to a friend and you are going the same direction. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the first time that I went, I did Comic-Con was there was walkers on whatever that street is. And I literally, like, first of all, it was hot. And then like all these people were on in makeup, so it smelled so bad, and it was like so people kind of got like a little bit musty. But I remember like I'm like I don't want to do that because like I was they were gonna have me covered again. I'm like oh what if they have those like I did not want to do it again because <laughs> of those walkers. Like we have to because we have to run from panel mm, to panel. Yeah, yeah. So I was literally I was like wanting to cuss everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like because you have to just walk. That show is so bonkers. It's yeah, so it is. is it is. It's hitting milestone and it's, after milestone. Exactly, no, no. and then just the fan that the fan that that it's a mask. Yeah, because my. My brother-in-law was reading the comics. My brother-in-law was reading the comics before the uh, mm. the show started, and then he got me onto them. Mm. And I think I only read like the first kind of series. Mm. And um, and then like I was like I never knew that it would hit it this big. It yeah. Kind of oh crazy. yeah. Mm. It's really crazy. Um, we also like to do a random question generator that we have online. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, it's a new thing that we're trying out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a random I'm just gonna show you as proof. There's yes. A, this is just random ratchet site. Um, <laughs> oh um, awesome. And then so conversationstarters.com. Mm -hmm. okay. What is your biggest concern about the future? Ooh, that's a that's Ooh, a deep that, one. That's not even random. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one though. That's deep. You know what? Uh, I'm very concerned about our climate. 
Oh, as you should yeah. be, mm -hmm. especially yeah. the winds today. Yeah, yeah. Random. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta start paying attention, maybe. Maybe uh, soon. Yeah. May yeah. <laughs> maybe they like just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> did they just recently <laughs> announce something like they were they're already prepping the Earth's obit, basically saying you, you guys have about ten or fifteen more years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even to put like all that like fear or pressure yeah. on it, but it's just more to say like why are we arguing about whether it's real or not right yeah. now? Let's just like even if even if projections are on one side, like their narrative is a little bit more intense, and on the other side they're just denying it outright. Yeah. It's like cool, like, you guys are playing this dumb game, mm -hmm. but at the same time, why don't we just learn to conserve some Exactly. Yeah, it's like, good either yeah. way. Like, just, like, just relax. It's like, what's the argument here? Just, like, let's, let's just, like... Let's just, like... Take care of our earth. Like, yeah, just not... first, like just relax. Just yeah. do some normal yeah. shit. Like <laughs> conserve your stuff. It's yeah. not real. I'm not gonna recycle. It's so crazy. Right? Yeah. Um, and then our, our final question. We ask this to all our guests. Um, you kind of touched on this before, but is there an upper underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, or creator that is not in the mainstream that you think deserves more shine? Right. Oh now? yeah. yeah. And um, we know that there's a lot, but you know, you feel free to give a shout out to as many as you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think there is a, you, I think this happens in every uh, minority community, but there's some people that are doing tremendous work mm -hmm. and have tremendous knowledge and wisdom and like deep depth to their art. And they're not seen because they don't know how to play the game yeah. Yeah. it's set up. Mm -hmm. And the game is usually talked from a white patriarchal si yeah. situation. And so um, these uh, Asian-Americans-wise, I've met a ton of them. Mm -hmm. I, I've met a ton of people that are doing incredible work that will never break in because they're not the ones that are easily digestible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but yeah. But I'll shout them out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shout them out. Uh, yeah. one of my best friends, uh, Pete Chung, and his wife Patty Lou. Mm -hmm. um, he also goes by the moniker. You might know his uh, album, Cool Calm Pete. Um, mm -hmm. He's an incredible artist. She's an incredible artist. We're luckily doing stuff together. Okay. Um, okay. But those are people that have maybe been a little bit too low key mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. in people's minds. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Man, there's just, well, yeah. they don't need that much help. <laughs> <laughs> My friends do, but meaning there's the people that I'm thinking of, they're popping off. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think um, the climate is shifting in that direction, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome this is a great conversation.